0: Welcome. This is our fifth edition of your Change Your World Transformation Book Study, but also uh, roundtables that we've been doing. My name is Tom Miller, the owner of Leaders Building Leaders, and a John Maxwell trained, certified coach and speaker and consultant. And so this has been just a great experience for me. And uh, so you know, pardon any background noise. As I share with Courtney, I'm at an ice hockey rink here. Uh, you know, getting ready for my own transformation. Once a week. Once a week, I got to play hockey. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's that? All work and no play makes you know Tom a very dull boy. Uh, you know, Courtney. So this is my this is my one wish. My heart. What's the one thing that you do, Courtney, that really helps you transform, kind of mentally and you know physically, to be in a better spot? Because I know last week last week you were a little under the weather, and you look you look very radiant tonight. So
1: <laughs> thank
0: you. <laughs> you. You feeling um, better?
1: Yeah, I think the I'm getting over the last part of it right now. So um yeah. I'm an outdoorsy person, so I like doing um like the rugged maniac obstacle course races. They happen like twice a year. Um so oh, I that's just try cool. to Yeah. Um I just try to do those and um I like uh trying to find new trails to kind of walk up the mountains and stuff like that to look at overviews.
0: What's the best mountain in North Carolina that, that you've uh, traveled
1: to? Um, the best one – I really like the range in, um, in uh, Maggie Valley, which is right outside of Asheville. Um, hmm. But, like, near me in Concord, I like going to Morrow Mountain because they have, like, cabin areas and lakes and stuff. And I can actually – If I'm not feeling the hike, I can drive to the top and they have parking up there. um, Or I can walk it from the, uh, from like the lakes and the cabins all the way up.
0: Super cool. No, I love hiking and I love getting on trails. And uh, one of the, one of the charter schools that I'm uh, working heavily with um, is right by Stone Mountain. Have you ever been to Stone Mountain Mm -mm. up in Wilkes County? But it's literally this giant stone and so not only do you take the trail and you walk through this old village but you actually literally walk across this giant stone mountain um it's pretty neat it's got a good you know overlooks and uh you know views so so for everybody out there not just you know courtney this is something we did you know i'm i'm the interim head of a school right now of a, a charter school in raleigh and we started our day with form Family, occupation, recreation, mission. And if you want to connect with people, if you want to build a foundation of connection, it has to start with on that common ground. So I just asked you, know, Courtney, just a couple questions, right? And so I found common ground. We both like outdoorsy, hiking. We like landscape. We like you know views, right? So now there's some commonality, right? So if I didn't know Courtney, we'd at least have some more to talk about about you know what we did. So family. So tell me about your family. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Occupation: What do you do? Or maybe organization: Who have you worked with? You know before, um, right? If it's the same, you know the same staff. Recreation: What do you like to do for fun? Um, what you know, you know, gets your heart going. And then M is mission or message, and that's you know what what really gets you up every day. Why do you you know why are you here? Why are you you know why are you an educator? You know whatever that may be. Um, and those are just great ways you know to start your uh, year, uh, you know to build some common ground. Not only I heard you say your new hires, right, start some days early or like a week early. What a great way for them to get to know each other, build some commonality. But uh, you know, finding common ground is a really, really critical uh, skill, and especially if you're doing anything where you're trying to create influence and transform an organization or transform people. So let's just—I just want to hit you know just a couple of things, you know, Courtney. And um, I would love to hear if, if there's a highlight from uh, you know last week. Uh, you know, last week we talked about uh, measuring what matters and we went over our first values, right, which was hope. And I had a big just revelation with, you know, hope and and I really started to, uh, you know, thinking here was the question that I came out with, you know, Courtney, after all of that work and everybody listening, whether you're live or on the archives, I'm not thinking big enough. That was where I really came to understand when it was, you know, you know, around transformation or around creating change. You know, I'm just not, you know, thinking big enough. Our, you know, company has done pretty much the same thing uh, for, you know, seven years now. And, you know, <clears throat> it's great and we're making an impact. But are we really doing, like, when I read this book, when I really think about it, are we really creating a massive impact? And two, two of the people in my, my own personal mastermind group, uh, one is in Hawaii, and she started a nonprofit uh, that I put on my Facebook page. I, I think off the top of my head it's called, like, Impact Hawaii. But, you know, because of COVID, we all know that a lot of our students have fell way, way uh, behind. And so she uh, created a literacy camp. And so she just, you know, basically ran some numbers and figured out how much money would it cost to to um, ensure all kids over the summertime had daily access to a literacy content, tutors and workers and um, and. And so I mean, she's you know you, you know um, impacting hundreds of kids on a daily basis. Well, when you think about that Courtney, you know the difference between someone who can read really well as an adolescent and an adult versus someone who reads well below grade level, right? It's a significant difference. And so that was really cool. I was like, yeah, it's like she's thinking big. Like she's really went for it. And then the, another friend of mine, or, or you know, who's in the mastermind, she she started this nonprofit called Lift. And Lyft is to, um, I don't know what the acronym stands for, and I'll learn, but it's, she wants to transform how leadership is approached and looks like in Ireland. That's not a town. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a country. So I'm gonna invite her to come and speak uh, to our uh, school leaders um, this fall, Courtney. And it's gonna be great. Her name's uh, Joanne. And I mean, talk about someone who's like really, really thinking big. You know, and and when I got to go to Paraguay, I mean, there was that, you know, that woman Gabby, who's in this book. I mean, just so many incredible, um, really, really, you know, something that's bigger than you, something that will outlast you. And that was one of my five goals in life: was to create something that outlasts me, something that's uh, bigger than me. And I realized I hadn't put any time and attention to that. So, that's what this, you know, book study has really inspired me to do: is to really look at that goal number five and um and address it. So this was just a couple of the pieces from um oh what about you Courtney was there something that you you uh, really started to think about this week um about you know how 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 your how this book study is going to impact you what are you going to do
1: with it? Yeah um we have a, a lot of change going on and so um I find myself being more cognizant of making sure that um, I'm benefiting and I'm helping out all of the change instead of making things difficult and um, a lot of it is just kind of um, being uh, like time management and and having the list of things that we have to get done and things like that, and then um, being very like honest in the conversation um I know like I had a uh I've had a couple of conversations you know about some deadlines I had to get pushed back and I was just like I'm I'm like I'm not gonna make up any lies like I I couldn't meet them because you know of x y and z that happened and and I was like listen I completely understand that everybody has their own stuff but at some point we all have to get on the same page understanding that we have to share some some of these priority tasks so that we can make sure that we're ready because I I don't like thinking you know I've got new staff coming in on Monday and I don't like thinking oh man I'm not ready you know I'm working on changing up some stuff tonight because we have a big event tomorrow and we're hoping we have people that come out but you know, we've advertised for a couple of weeks, we've offered transportation, we're offering dinner, and we're just like, is it enough? You know, we're at at that weird hope, like, do we have hope? Do we have, like, are we doing everything that we can? And, um, I just see, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot more work getting put in on the community side. So, like, for example, we had a community forum last week, and we, I was in charge of, um, letting it go Facebook Live, so I was in charge of video and all of that and answering all of those types of questions, and then um, we find out, you know, because of COVID, we have all these kids that are coming back, and we have uniforms that, you know, we've got fundraising going on, so we're trying to raise um, roughly, I think our goal is 20000 to cover all of our students' uniforms so that our families don't have to pay for it, so it's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces that are going on in the background And I'm just trying to make sure that I used to be that person that's just like, tell me what you need me to do. And I've taken a seat back now. And now they're like, uh, I've noticed that because they were, I feel like it was so expected for me to do stuff because I've been there the longest. And I'm just like, yep, cool. I'm in it. You know, now they're like, okay, so what are you doing? And I was like, nobody really told me I had to do anything. So if you need me to do something, let me know ahead of time so I can get it ready but i think right. um what i'm really trying to work on for this year is to not over overwork which is hard um but just trying yeah. to be like this this is what we have going on so
0: yeah i mean there's there's a real critical point where you have to as a as an organizational leader or as a 360 degree leader in the organization you have to know your role and you have to understand how your role takes us to the goal. Mm-hmm. And many times in education, we're constantly in urgent mode and learning how to um, stay, you know, clear and focused on what's the most important, you know, task at hand, not what's the most urgent and important, you know, task at hand is really, really critical. So we good. Well, right, and and so this you know a chapter is all about we are where our our conversations have brought us, right? So you know basically, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. You're the average of the you know the questions you're willing to ask and answer. And it says we will be tomorrow where our conversations take us. And it's about asking that additional question. It's about you know putting yourself in a position with other people who are more successful than you. Um, who have achieved more, and that's really going to help you, help, you know, you, you know everybody grow. And that's what these, these, you know, uh, round tables are all about. And so when, when I was looking through these, these four, um, you know, bullet points, um, you know, has anybody Heard this over the week, right? Let you know someone else deal with those problems, or those issues will never go away. So why bother? Someone will do something about it when it gets you know bad enough, or I'll get around to doing something you know like that eventually. That's you know culture. That's you know culture speaking. That's 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 um, that's a. Uh, this is not a uh, you know an organizational issue. This is a a me issue, and such a big part of being able to transform is to being able to you know take a look at yourself. That law of the mirror, and really start to understand what role do I have in this problem? What changes do I need to make to uh, be able um, to you know uh, create that change? And so one thing, and we're going to talk talk about listening here in a second, is that you know it's to really listen to where when you you know people make excuses or when um, you know people feel disengaged on an issue. What's the idea connected to right? What is it really? Um, that they 're that they 're you know disengaged or you know feeling negative about, and so um, the school i 'm in charge of right now, i mean gosh i didn 't really make any decisions. I just continually you know people brought me problems, and I said, "Oh, what do you think we should do about it? Well, I think we should do this great why don 't you try that and let 's see how it goes and you can see by like halfway through the day, they were just bringing me solutions, you know, yeah. and I think a lot of folks just want to be led. They just want a chance to know that it's okay to go out and, you know, um, and, and use their brains and, you know, think. And, and, and that's what we want as leaders, right? I, I hear that's what you're saying is, is that we want, we want our people to think um, because one of us is not as you know, smart of all of us. And, and if they don't think and we don't allow them to think, why are we paying them? They're just, they're just kind of there, right? And that's a, that's a big, you know, part of this. And so, so I don't know, you know, we don't need to spend a lot of time, I would love to really roll through this listening lesson, um, you know, with you, if you're willing to do that with me. And um, I was trying to look to see, and this just, you know, comparison contrast, right? This is what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but low hope, you know, focus on symptoms, avoidance, they feed their fears, they get tired. They drop out, they give up, and high hope is to focus on solutions and engage and, and feed your faith and really get inspired and really dive in and really uh, get going. And I, I've just paid attention, you know, to this lately, right? Because remember I was one that had a low hope, you know, like assessment score. And I want to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm, you know, staying on this right side and I'm looking for clues in my attitude or in my body language or in my actions. To where I might be on this left hand side, so that 's how i've been kind of using this this you know chart here is to really really think through am i am I engaging as a high hope you know participant in this conversation, or am I a low hope uh, participant in this conversation? Have you given any more thought on this on this um, visual because you were the one who really I think started to dive in and and sort to of talk about that, you know, faith and fear and, and, yeah. and those, you know, differences.
1: So there. like, I know with me personally, um, that I'll be not saying that I haven't been looked at to lead previously. Um, but like, you know, this year, like actually having a team and, and the way that that part works. So, and I know that one of the areas that I struggled in with people was like communication and, and relationship building. And so even though it's just summer session, what I've made a habit of doing every day is going to check in with all of my staff um, before the students get off the bus and before they come into the building. And so like staff has to be on site by like 8.45 for summer session. And so about 8.50, 8.55. I stop whatever I'm doing and I go check in with everybody, whether or not they have kids or anything like that. I check in with everyone. Um, And so that allows me one, I can make sure all of my teachers are there and I don't have to cover a class. Um, But it allows for that time period for you to just kind of like check in and it just kind of. Um. I don't remember what session we had talked about it, but in my mind, um, I'm able to start everybody at that 10. So I can go in and and just, you know, it's it's very simple. Hey, how was your evening? Is there anything that I can do to support you right now? Were you having any issues, you know, that you weren't able to let me know about? Um, You know, check in and make sure that they don't need any supplies for the day. And so, um, and try to get that stuff handled, you know, while the kids, I mean, obviously if I check in like five minutes before they get off the bus, as long as I can get it handled while they're having breakfast, you know, before they start their classes and then just checking in that way. And so I can tell, um, for me, uh, that makes a difference because it allows for you to kind of just also check in with all of your staff. You know, you can see if, someone doesn't look like they're all the way there and you know see if you have to figure out what's yeah. going on and but by that's doing exactly right by doing that you know because we we pride ourselves on checking in with the kids you know I could tell if a kid gets off the bus how, what type of morning we're gonna have but I can also check in with my staff you know because sometimes things will come up and I'm like hey you know did I did I miss anything for you yesterday did you send me something that's like top priority that you know I need to go get done real quick and It just allows for all of us to kind of check in with each other and and then make sure that we're all kind of starting our day right.
0: That's called leading by walking around,
1: Courtney. That's it, you know, period. And
0: there was a point today, um, I had a little bit of time and I was like, well, let me just shoot everybody an email and just say, hey, you know, give me your feedback on a day. And I was like, no, the heck with that. I'm going to get up and walk around. And I did. I just got to, you know, hit every classroom real quick. Just said hi to people, you know checked on them, see how they're doing anything I can ask, and you're right, I mean that's gonna go a lot further than memos and um or uh, suggestion boxes, right I mean all yeah. that stuff is like you're you're counting on the people that they have won that they even know it's there or they have the time or the courage to actually give you real legitimate feedback mm-hmm. but when you get into to them in their proximity. And have conversations with them. Check out their body language, right? Because remember, you know, body language is fifty-five percent of communication, right? So, like, you're taking the time to really soak the room in and soak the people in. That's when you're going to really see the difference and start to really help, um, you know, people. So, good. Well, that's, well, that's some some great strategies there. So let's let's hop into. This. So, you know, anybody on this, you know, call if you're listening to the archive or you're on our podcast, whatever, um, wherever you're listening. Uh, If you go, uh, you can either email me at Tom at LBLeaders.com. It's one way to get access to these uh, study guides. Or you can go to our our website at leadersbuildingleaders.com forward slash change your world. And you can get access to all the study guides that we've been using over these last uh, five weeks. Um, And I'm also going to put a link in in the show notes as well. Now, the next part that we've been working on is our values roundtable. Now, this is through the Change Your World. A program that John uh, Maxwell is doing. So what so what we're, you know, modeling here is, is is a round table. So you can imagine there's, you know, four to eight, you know, people maybe around a table or a virtual table. And each week you're uh, presented one of the values uh, that John and uh, Rob talk about in his book, Change Your World. Last week, we did the value of hope. And this week, we're going to do uh, listening. Okay. So it's real easy. And when you sign up for it, you just, you know, get the downloads one week at a time, and a lesson one week at a time, and some resources, so if you're a school leader, and you're looking for something to do with your staff, like, for me, like, I just think about, you could just do roundtables, you could spend the first six weeks of your school year, of your, you know, staff meetings, and your faculty meetings, you know, talking about values rather than car, car line, right, or values rather than, um, you know, I don't know what, homework, right, or you know, little Johnny doesn't have a shirt tucked in or whatever it may be, uh, because here's here's the thing, Courtney, you know, and I know you're learning this too, rules without relationships creates resistance. Mm-hmm. And so the values roundtable conversations are going to allow you to get those initiatives moving, to really build a greater structure in your organization. But you can't just tell people what to do. That's positional leadership, right? We need permissional leadership, right? We need to gain the permission to lead other people. And you do that through listening, right? And understanding and understanding what other people value. So listening, it says, focus your attention on understanding the other person. The most basic of all human needs is the need to understand and be understood. The best way to understand people is to listen to them, right? And what a hard skill, you know, everybody, I mean, I'm still learning how to listen. I hear lots of things, but I'm not always the best active listener. And I need, this is one place I definitely need to, you know, um, improve. Courtney, how do you, how do you feel about, you know, uh, listening? Would you rate yourself a strong listener?
1: Um, yeah, I listen a lot. I may not get feedback, but I listen to a lot because um, I also believe that you can gain a lot from The things that are not said and so Mm -hmm. and you can judge you can not judge that might be a bad word but you you can judge a lot by how things are I know I came into a situation that was very similar to something that we had to deal with two weeks ago uh, like a couple weeks ago and after after the conversation another member of my team was like do you see how that was different than what we had to do a couple weeks ago and I'm like yeah yeah That there was a lot that was different, um, and how it got handled and things like that, and so I think listening-wise, I, I do fairly well, um, I know feedback-wise, I'm one of those very quiet people, um, but I do try to make sure I listen and, and hear everything that they're trying to say.
0: I love it. So as we read through here, so as you, you know, get these downloads and everybody, it's really easy. You're just reading through the paragraphs. So there's multiple people in the room and, you know, uh, for this, I'll I'll do most of the reading. And, you know, Courtney, if you want to read some, you're, ha- you know, happy to have you do that. But let's just stop after every paragraph and let's just see if anything resonates with us, okay? So listening is one of the most important skills that we can have. However, because we utilize this particular skill every day, we often take it for granted. Ooh, maybe that's what I was just saying, right? I hear things, but I don't always listen. Developing our listening abilities can have a tremendous impact on our lives. How well we listen can greatly influence our relationships and our ability to succeed. I just think about my marriage, right? And this is an area that I'm constantly working on, And but I, I know when I'm a more active listener, my relationship is better, right? You know, I don't know about everybody else here on the call. If you've got a significant other, <laughs> if you're not, you know, if you're if you're not present, right? And your, you know, significant other says something important to you, and you miss it. Uh, that's a problem, right? That's a problem. <laughs> that's a not successful relationship. Poor communication skills are often the cause when we fail in our personal and professional relationships. Listening is a key component of communication. When we misunderstand the people around us, it is often because we're not listening closely. This is as true when we are talking to a coworker as when we are talking with our spouse. When we listen effectively, we can improve our ability to connect and understand the people that we interact with our our day-to-day lives. So Courtney and everybody out there, is there there anything in these first two uh, paragraphs that really resonate or probably could really spark some good conversation in your organization with your teams?
1: I would have to say that second paragraph you, that you just read, that third sentence, when we misunderstand the people around us, it's often because we are not listening closely. Um, oh, I yeah. know Dang. there's there are a lot of times, especially in like, you know, coaching teachers and things like that, or if you're having to have like a really difficult conversation with somebody and you'll ask, you're like, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. And I catch that and I've been guilty of it too, where if somebody's trying to have a conversation, a difficult conversation with me in my mind, I am developing my rebuttal. Like I'm not listening. And I'm like, okay, what is my reason as to why this happened instead of trying to like, really try to hear where they're coming from. And I think that that's where a lot of things happen. And that actually happened, um, Friday. I was in a meeting with my team and we were talking and um, there was one person who wasn't as vocal and uh, they were just like, well, we're saying the same thing, but we're not understanding each other. So let's just move on. And I was like, yeah, we can't do that because we have to work together all year. So I need us to mm-hmm. stop and reset and restate what we're trying to say so that we can leave this all on the same page. And so yeah. it's just that when you're trying to under, I definitely think that that was huge because- it's not and I don't think it's intentional but I think depending on the environments that you've been in some are just more apt to I have to have an excuse not excuse I have to have a defense as to why this happened and you're too busy creating that defense to be able to really listen about what they're trying to say
0: yeah it's one of the yeah well let me just first say you know Courtney I think I've known you for a couple of years and and I could say, I can really sense, you know, the growth in your thought uh, process and the way you communicate. And, and what you just shared is really important, because it's not, it's not the failure that people are worried about. It's the criticism. Mm -hmm. Criticism is what, you know, creates that shutdown, right? And, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, folks are, if you go back to the last book study we did, if you were part of our dare, you know, uh, to lead that uh, study, everybody, right, what's the story I'm telling myself, right? The story I'm telling myself is, and then that's what's, you know, running through our head versus listening, right, and, you know, being open to feedback and working. So that's good. So let's see what he keeps saying, here, him and Rob. So the best kind of listening requires us to set aside internal and external distractions so we can listen without judgment or, or interruption. In order to listen at this level we have to be emotionally and mentally invested in the conversation. This means that we're fully engaged and fully present while the other person is talking. We must stop what we're doing, make eye contact and pay attention to their words. It may sound easy, but most of us do not truly listen at this level on a regular basis. And, you know, I was all day long brand new staff. I met like probably 40 new people today and 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 it's a language immersion school, you know you know, Courtney, so that I'm already in like an environment that's not comfortable, you know, uh, you know, for me, you know, based on my skill sets, and I was, I was really working hard to do exactly what it says here, right? Stop what we're doing, make a, you know, you you know, eye contact, and it it was, it was hard to stay engaged, not because anything was wrong with the people who were sharing with me, because I had so much going on in my head trying to run this, first day back for all these teachers and and just really thinking about all the work that has to be done over the next, you know, coming days. But um Mm -hmm. I hope I did well. I feel I did well. But this was a big part, you know, for me. Is there anything else in this uh paragraph that we want to highlight?
1: No, I completely agree with you because was it the last book study that we talked about that where we were in the scenario situation and they were like, if somebody Mm -hmm. did this to you, how would you feel? Cause I know right. for like a really long full day, um, I I know I don't do all of that, and so I know that that can be viewed in some other way. But I'm also like, if I I feel like if I prolong eye contact, it gets awkward, and so I'm just like, I would much rather just kind of <laughs> like stare off somewhere. And I'm telling people, I'm like, I'm That's listening to you. I'm trying to process everything. Like, I'm listening. I'm here with you. I'm just, you know, trying to visualize and process everything, but to be like, to stop. Now, obviously, if it's something like, you know, (laughs) like super important, personal, or something like that, then um, I will completely stop and give them my undivided attention. But I know that I don't do that in every or in a majority of my communications with, with people. And I know that that's been one of the, things that I've had to battle a lot is because I'm I can multitask like you could tell me what's going on and I'm like, yep, okay, cool. Yep. Got it. And then I'm processing it. But then they're like, you don't look at people. And I'm like, it literally has nothing to do with you. It's just like hmm. it's something that I work on. <laughs> but,
0: but that's a sign, right? You know, and that's what I told, you know, the staff, you know, today like like I told them sometimes I look down at the ground, sometimes I look above. Right. If I'm, you know, speaking to a group and I said, I don't know why I do it, but it's something I have to address. Right. I'm aware that I do it. And that's the key. Right. You know, awareness is the key. And just, you know, letting them know, like, even though, you know, you're listening, it doesn't look like you're listening. And remember, body language is 55 percent of communication. So uh, but the point is, you're working on it. I'm working on it. Hopefully the people listening are also paying attention and working on it. Because this is what the next step paragraph says is, by becoming better listeners, we can greatly improve our effectiveness in our personal and professional relationships. We can greatly increase our ability to influence, persuade, and negotiate. I think everybody wants that who is a leader. We can be more effective with customers, we can collaborate more effectively with team members, we can deepen our family relationships. I mean who doesn't want all of those? I mean that's just a, that's a key part. I mean why are you on this planet if you're not wanting to have deeper relationships? In every single situation and circumstances we can benefit from purposely listening to others. And not only does listening affect our success and achievement, it also affects our ability to grow. And that's what you and I were just sharing, right? We were vulnerable enough to say, we know this is an area of growth for us. We're aware of it. We're working on it, right? And that's, that's just the phases of growth, right? It's, it's, I, you know, it's I, I know what I know, right? And now it's time to grow. Uh, we learn because we listen. We grow because we learn. Good listeners are always seeking to learn from people around them. They understand that they can learn something from every person they meet, If we value people and seek to understand them, we can absorb their wisdom and experience. Wisdom is earned through the continuous time and energy that we invest in listening, learning, observing, and understanding. Wow, that last line was powerful, right? The energy that we invest in these four, and I'm just trying to think, listening, learning, observing, understanding. I'm pretty good at these two in the middle, I think. Understanding I'm working on. (laughs) Listening is definitely probably my weakest of these four. Was there anything else from these two uh, paragraphs that resonated with you? Um, sorry, you're fine. Keep it up here for you.
1: I think that last part for that uh, second to last part, we can benefit from purposely listening to others. I think that that's super important because um and being it and knowing that we're always seeking to learn from people. I think our job, well, I think in our field with education, education we're constantly learning stuff. And so, um, but I think in order to get the maximum benefit of it, we do have to purposely listen. Like you can't just be like, oh, this person wants to talk to me. So I'm just ugh, let me hear what they have to say so I can mark it off my list. And, and do that. But if we're going in with a purpose, whether it's, you know, I'm listening to this person because I need to grow in this area or I'm listening to this person because so-and-so really needs feedback and this person they connect with and, and things like that. Um, but I think the good listeners are always seeking to learn from people around them. That's an interesting phrase because I feel like we read somewhere else but i don't remember if it was listening that we're always learning from people around us
0: yeah i just highlighted that part too i mean that's i mean that's that ability to ask questions right that's that that's that to get off your agenda and get on the agenda of other people from john's uh, everyone communicates few i connect that's one of the key practices and principles of connecting with people is to get off your agenda and get on the agenda of other people so yeah. yeah that's really this is a really good stuff and i could you know i mean you know you could totally take this give it to your staff right and have them you know uh, dive into it and really really uh, think through all those uh, you know all those and have those and have those conversations so so there's there's five you know uh characteristics that it shares right so these uh, people are disciplined listeners they're they're consciously uh, choose to speak less and listen more. I mean, that's right there, right? I mean, everybody should just tattoo that right there under, you know, choose less, right? Or choose to speak less and listen more. These people are eager to learn. They continue to look for the opportunity to grow in every situation and every conversation. Uh, good listeners seek the truth, they're not satisfied with superficial information, so they ask questions to get clarity. That's what you know. We're just sharing and a deeper understanding of conflicts or situations. I think lots of times, according. I mean, it's interesting how, as teachers, we get upset with you know kids when they don't ask us questions, right? When they don't understand or, you know, and the kids are afraid to ask you know questions mainly because the way the probably you know the way the adult reacts, right? Or their the self-limiting uh, belief. But you know. Adults don't do a very good job of asking questions either. You know, they just they just kind of assume, and and so this is those most effective leaders like they're just really good at this number three here, seeking the truth, not satisfied with superficial. they ask questions, get clarity, and get a deeper understanding of conflicts. Uh, those uh, these people mediate uh, between opposing viewpoints. They're more concerned with what's right than rather who is right. And I just had a I just had a principal call me about. You know they're bored, and I said, "Gosh, it sounds like they're more worried about you know being right than getting it right." It was a real, real (laughs) difficult situation. I said, "You really need to talk to your lawyer about it." But, I mean, for me, like that's 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 a real you know piece. You know, more concerned about what is right rather than who is right. You know, make sure you're getting it right for the organization. And lastly, uh, these people develop close relationships at home or work. They make others feel valued and important by listening attentively to their needs and desires. So. Really great. Uh, benefits from listening. Um, some steps to follow. Listen with an open mind. Uh, stop what you're doing. Make eye contact and fully engage. Listen objectively. Ask questions and avoid the temptation to think about what you're going to say next. And right there, Courtney, I, I can't remember if you've uh, gone through our uh, Coaching for Leaders uh, program, but that, that right there, right? Because a great coach doesn't need to think into the question the great coach is just there listening and the question will come through you because when you're thinking into the question, Courtney, what happens?
1: You'll miss what's being said.
0: Yeah. You're not listening. Right. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, you, you, you know, you don't need to worry about what you think the next question should be. The next question will come there. But if you're actively thinking on what should I ask the person, you're not, you're not coaching anybody. Right, you're more about you. You're more about how you're gonna feel, and uh, so I love these these uh, five steps from this, um, you know, from here. So,
1: some yeah, really, I really great like uh, step you know, number four. Yeah, go for it. That fourth number step. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that last part where it says to paraphrase and summarize. That's something, especially with a lot more conversations with parents, that we I really mm. would I really think you know teachers have to be able to do um and i find myself doing it like oh it's so true where they're just like you know the parent might be frustrated but they just want somebody to listen and so i just let them just let yeah. them go let them talk let them talk let them talk let them talk and i'm like okay so i just want to make sure that i'm understanding what the real problem is here and so from what yeah. you're saying the real issue is x y and z instead of that's you right. know and that's something that we talk about um uh where we're narrating the positive and stuff where if we have a conversation with a parent like point out something they're doing great like even if you have to call them for bad news you know yeah they did great in class today with blah 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 because that makes that conversation a lot easier you know they're not you don't right. get those with well, you only call me when they're doing something bad and i'm like no, like we, we've messaged when we have good stuff happening, you know, it's just, we don't <laughs> want that bad to override the good. And, and you want to make sure that you have that positive relationship.
0: Yeah. Right. And it, it could be because they haven't had enough, um, you know, credits, right. I haven't sent enough, you know, a positive to be able to have it. On. I want to go back to you know, number four, that uh, paraphrasing piece. And what, a, what are you know, important part of letting someone know that you heard them, you know, if I heard you right this, you know, right. Or, or, you know, you know, let me rephrase what I think, you know, you, you know, you just tried to share with me and that way you're really telling somebody that one, one, you're listening and you know, you're getting it right before you try to respond. So listening, critical, critical skill. And I appreciate you being my partner uh, tonight, Courtney, and, uh, you know, driving through that round table. And again, I would highly recommend that. That's another really good lesson. That you mm-hmm. could take your teams, put them in small groups, in their own teams maybe, and just take them through that same you know process. Right, just have them go through, it. have them really talk about how good of a listener am I? And I'm going to probably say eighty to ninety percent of all of your staff, no, your staff at uproar, my staff, everybody's going to say, yeah, I'm not a very good listener. Right? Eighty to ninety percent of your people, I think, are going to say that they're not very good at listening. And so now we, okay, well, great. Well, so what's the solution, those last five? I mean, you know, those are five right there that the team can start to work on. You know, learning to paraphrase, making sure that I'm going to slowing down, making eye contact and getting there, so great. Well, look, everybody, this has been another great uh, book study. And what we'll, what we'll, 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 we'll probably do, let's go one more week. And, and so next week I'll be here on, you know, live again. It might just be Courtney and I, maybe some other people join it doesn't matter, everybody's welcome. And so we'll go through the next value um, of it, and we'll finish up uh, the book. And I'm getting real excited. The next book we're going to do is uh, Developing the Leaders Around You. So that should be out um, in the next maybe uh, week, hopefully, if I can if I can get my own act together and get some time to get that out uh, for everybody. And we'll start probably in um, uh, mid to uh, late August with that next that next uh, five to six weeks study. So great job, everybody. If you want to get the study guides, email me at tom at lbleaders.com or click on the link that I'm gonna put in the notes. Um, If you want to be a participant in Change Your World and get access to your own round table uh, values and start your own table with your school, go to changeyourworld.com and you can sign up there and learn more or you can reach out uh, to me and um, I'll be happy to help you. So thanks everyone, I believe in you, I believe in your dreams and I'm gonna go play some ice hockey, Courtney. Practice is almost over for these folks be careful out
1: there young ladies
0: are doing incredible job yeah well I'll, i'll tell you what if i played with those ladies i think they'd probably knock me over i've been watching some some real heavy slap shots it's been fun to watch them as we've been talking about values and listening so thanks everybody take care bye courtney
1: bye